but with God all things were possible. These saints were not voluntarily submitting to a God they could see and a God they could not touch, but they had a God who touched their lives and they believed that God's eyes were over the righteous and his ears were open to their prayers. This is the background and the canvas of Peter's painting, this picture of the circumstances and situation of the church of his day. They were not just suffering from physical pain, but they were suffering from mental anguish. These saints of God have to stand up against fiery darts and work against the wiles of the devil. Let's be honest here and preach the truth on Sunday. Anybody can serve on Sunday our God. Anybody can shout on Sunday. Anybody can sing and salute each other with encouragement on Sunday. When you got everything going your way. When your kids are staying out of trouble. When your insurance is paid. Your cable is paid. Sister girls, when you got your hair done. You got your nails done. You got your feet done. Brothers just got paid. You got a haircut. You're smelling good. Your husband and wives you're finally sleeping in the same bed. Oh, y'all ain't going to say amen, but that's all right. You got a good bill of health. Anybody can sing. God is so good when everything is good in your life. Anybody can sing. God is alive. But as soon as the bottom falls out, then we fall to pieces. We have to remind ourselves. Of the resume of God, he opened up the Red Sea. He fought and defended Israel with a mighty hand. God raised up the dead. He healed the lepers. And he raised Jesus, his son, from the grave from three dead days of being dead. It's easy to praise God when you are on a high on life. It doesn't take a big faith when all is well in your life. But when debt comes to your house, when debt knocks at your door, when your health goes bad, when your marriage goes from sweet to sour, when difficulties and distressing times come your way, when your children breaks your heart, it's when you're having hard days and having long nights. It's then when your faith starts to kick in itself in motion. Problems are real. I say problems are real. We go through some hard times. But know that your storm is no match for God's sovereignty. Can I say something here? Sometimes your problems may be carried by the devil, but remind yourself that some of the same problems that have been carried by the devil has been conceived by your God. Some of y'all didn't get that. <laughs> let me say it, let me say it like this. Some of your problems don't always come from the devil. Sometimes God permits your problem 
to come your way. It is not always carried by Satan. Sometimes it's conceived and birthed by the Lord. Let me say this here. Even as the psalmist writes, he talks about his struggle. He talks about his tribulation. When he says in Psalm 73, verse number 2, he says, But as for me, my feet were almost gone. Anybody up in here ever gave, almost gave up? Well, y'all, y'all, y'all got it all together this morning, huh? Well, that's a blessing. Praise the Lord. But David says, I almost was gone. He said, my steps have well now slipped. He says, for I was envious of the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. In Psalm 73, verse 16, he says, when I tried to understand all this, it seemed hopeless. It troubled me to think and to ponder upon it. Verse 17, he says, until I went, until I went into the sanctuary of the Lord. He says, then I understood I therein. He said, I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. He says, I've gotten the right perspective. Church, you have to get the right perspective. If you don't get the right perspective in life, you can become discouraged and dismayed. David said, I've got the right perspective. Church, get this. Until I came to the sanctuary, it's very important to come to the house of God. If you miss a Sunday from the sanctuary, you may miss your interpretation. For your personal struggle, David said, I did not get the understanding and the perspective that I needed until I came inside the sanctuary. Sometime your solution to your struggle is found in the sanctuary of God's house. Sometime it's a Monday. Sometime it's a Friday. And I need an answer from the Lord. Don't you wait to come to this sanctuary. Turn your mind into a sanctuary. Turn your house into a sanctuary. Turn your closet into a sanctuary. Turn your workplace into a sanctuary. Turn your office into a sanctuary. Turn your car into a sanctuary. I need a church up in here. I I need this place to become holy ground. A word like this from the Lord is for people who are going through through something. A word like this is for people who are going through tough times. And they're not ashamed of it because you have found out that the Lord is going to clothe you with his mercy and his goodness. There's somebody somewhere is trying to hang on to keep from hanging themselves. There's somebody somewhere who needs somebody somewhere who's striving so that they can keep surviving. There's somebody somewhere who is trying to keep their head above water. And every time you come up for air, somebody dumps another bucket of water in your already pool of struggle and stress. The sisters may smile. 
to keep herself from crying. The seniors come to church, but there are still aches and pain. There's still stiffness going on in their body. The young man sings, but he sings to hope that God will fuel him with strength from above to tackle the hardship of temptation island all around him. You single parents, you make one foot forward. Life hits you and push you two feet or two or foot backwards. You're trying hard to do right. You're believing you would be further alone by this time in your life. You are in a season of winter when you really wanted a season of spring, when you would begin to blossom into what your degree said you would become. You come to Bible classes. You make Sunday a.m. worship. You make Sunday p.m. worship. And you're still catching H-E-double-L in life. Can I say something else? See, I wish I had a church. I got some bad news and some good news for you this morning. Now, whichever one you want, what you want first, the good news or, or the bad news? Which one? Well, let me go ahead and give you the bad news. To those of you in a storm, I wish I had a church, I tell you. To those of you in a storm, you might be in a relationship storm. You might be in a family storm. You might be in a marital storm. You might be in a financial storm. You might be in a career or job storm. Don't tell nobody, but you might not get out of your storm right away. But the good news is that in the midst of your storm, that in the midst of your coming to Bible classes, in the midst of your AM and your PM worship, in the midst of you reading your daily devotions, in the midst of your prayers, the Lord, the Lord will show up. He will show up and carry you. He will show up and strengthen you. He will show up and bless you. He will show up and open the doors that could nobody open up but the Lord. God will make a way. God will make a way somehow. If it had not been for the Lord, you and I would not be where we are today. Look at verse 5 of 1 Peter 5. Look at verse 5 and verse 6. Look at verse 5. Do you have it up here? Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves. Submit yourselves unto the elder. Submit yourselves unto the elder. Look at verse 6. Give me verse 6 right quickly. Humble yourself. You see it? Jump back to 5. Submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. And be clothed with what? For God resisted the what? Don't be proud up in here. The Lord resisted the proud. God can't work with no proud person. And give it grace to who? To the humble. Young people, I don't mean, I don't mean no harm. But Peter says, you young people, you young people, <laughs> these are the folk who don't have who don't have a lot of life experience. Oh, you old folk ought to say amen. Young folk are people who don't have a lot of life experience. Peter says in point number one, submit. Y'all submit self to the elder. These are seasoned saints. Anytime you see young people disrespecting older people, that's a bad look. Not only is it a bad look for folk in the streets, 
but it's a disgusting look for people in the church. We live in an era and a generation where people have no care for stuff that is old. I wish I had a church up in here. They really don't care. They really don't care about anyone or anything uh, to what they have to say when people are 50 and above. We live in a time where things are designed and built for the youth. Work easy and play harder. They don't care, talking about the youth now, they don't care about tomorrow. I mean, watch the young folk. They don't care about tomorrow. They just want to live for today. All the folk are trying to hold on to something. Young folk don't care if they spit all in one day. We live in a generation where we have to take or where we're taking worldly songs and place them into the Lord's church. And people can't even tell the difference because they are worldly themselves. We celebrate celebrities who try who try to be preachers. Amen, somebody. Because they have a voice and people listen to them. But what they speak on is not based on the Holy Bible. It is based on fame made in Hollywood. News flash. Just because a person gets in a pulpit with a Bible doesn't make them a preacher. He might or she might be preaching, but it's not a doctrine that saves. It's a doctrine that enslaves. We in the church have to know the difference between the gospel of Christ and the gossip of the devil. We live in a world where we listen to, pre to people who have no value life experience and would allow them to speak and make an impact based off of fame with no real flame. We have people who are famous for just being famous. I wish I had a church up in here. They speak and they listen. Snoop Dogg in the church. Kanye in the church. Nicki Minaj in the church. Y'all not, not going to work with me. And others, and others, and others who are out there. Listen, Snoop Dogg, Kanye, and Nicki, stay in your lane. Amen, somebody. Stay in your lane. Young people need to listen to older people. Amen, somebody. And when I say older people, I'm talking about older people with some salvation. I'm talking about older people who have made some mistakes, who don't mind sharing with the younger people of the mistakes that they made in life. I'm talking about some old folk with some wisdom and with some sense. Just because you're old don't mean you're spiritual. And just because you're old don't mean you got some wisdom. There's a whole lot of old fools out there who are still making foolish decisions. And you sit down and listen to some old folk because they have life experience. They have been there to a place or two in this life, in this world. It was Solomon. It was Solomon who writes the book of Proverbs. He writes a whole book, y'all. So he can help his son. He writes a whole so he can help young folk. He wanted to write this book. One reason to help his young son, Rehoboam. Y'all remember Rehoboam? But when he became king, 
he didn't have the wisdom, Rehoboam, Solomon's son. He didn't have the wisdom his dad wanted him to have. So he calls in some young people. <laughs> Y'all not going to work with me. He calls in some young people who didn't know nothing about depth, about life. He calls them in, and he takes out the old folk. Y'all not listening to me. And asks the young people, how should he rule the people of God? The young people told him, you should, everything your daddy did, you should do more than your daddy. He said, you ought to enslave them with more work. You ought to burden them with more work. You ought to put more burden on their back. Rehoboam messed around and took the advice of the young men his age, not even dry behind the ear people, and split the kingdom of God. Y'all not listening to me. Let's be clear here. I'm not saying young folk don't know anything. But when it comes down to life and how do you live it, you better talk to someone who has been there and done that before. We need folk who don't mind giving their time up, spending their time with young folk and older folk, spending their time with the old folk. Tonight, I want to talk to you on not only submitting, but I want to talk to you tonight about surrendering. When you submit to God, you got to surrender to God. I want to show you something right quickly. Get for me 1 Peter chapter 5. Look at verse number, number 7. Verse number 7. Watch this here. Casting all your care. Casting all your care. Don't tell nobody. God cares about one thing. I say he cares about one thing. Casting all your cares upon him, for he care for you. God cares about one thing, and don't tell nobody, is you. Don't you ever live life where life beats you up so much, where your trials and your tribulations beat you up so much, when problems and perplexities beat you up so much, when life ills and ailments beat you up so much, and you forget. Sometimes you can go through so much that you forget that somebody loves you. Sometimes you can start looking at the bad that is going on in your life that you forget about the good that God has blessed all around us. Sometimes the devil will design stuff to take you off of your course. But you have to remind yourself that the Lord cares for me. It says casting all of your cares. That word cares means to be split in two, to be pulled in two ways at the same time. Have you ever been pulled in two ways at the same time? You had a bill that was due. You didn't have the money for it. Then you had somewhere to go, but you didn't have the transportation. You were pulled in two at the same time time. That's what that word means. He says, casting all your anxieties. Have you ever worried to the point where you couldn't sleep? Huh? I mean, really. You know, you wanted to sleep. You got in the bed, but you just couldn't sleep. You know, you even tried closing your eyes. Maybe you were like me sometimes. You even tried counting sheep. Have you ever done that? You just try to, like the nursery rhyme, you just want to count one, you know, you want to see if it's true, two, and, and three. Huh? But when you tangle up in worry, 
Worrying will tangle you up. It'll tangle your mind up. It'll pull your mind in multiple directions at the same time. You don't know how you're going to get there. You don't know how you're going to pay the bills. You don't know how you're going to do this. You don't know how you're going to do that. You don't know about this. Your mind is pulled in different directions at the same time. But remind yourself that the Lord cares for you. He says, casting all of your cares. You ought to walk. You ought to be a lightweight. You ought to be a lightweight today. You ought to be a lightweight. Don't, don't be a heavyweight. Be a lightweight. Lightweight means every time somebody throws a problem on you, every time life throws something on you, you cast it and you give it to the Lord. You cast it and you give it to the Lord. I say you cast it and you give it to the Lord. Y'all want to see how it's done? Huh? Demonstration, demonstrate a post. Come, 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 come. Come. Give me, give me five books. Brother Tahir, come. Give me five books. Give me five books, five books, five books, five books, five actual books. You thought I was talking about five books? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you were talking. Okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, you, you want it. <laughs> we, we live. We do this thing live. Five books, five books, five books. Here, here we go. All right, here we go. Brother Tahir, come on this side. Give him the five books, Brother T. Give him the five books. Let's go on this side if you don't mind, Brother Tahir.
You got to cast them. Believe it or not, somebody's walking around today with some cares. Now, this is where it gets real. Somebody walking around here right now. Y'all don't believe me? <laughs> right now. They got cares in their life. Sometimes cares will come to older folk. Some they come to young folk. Just because you're young don't mean you don't have no cares. Somebody dealing with some anxiety right now. They, 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 I'm, I'm telling you, they're being pulled in different direction at the same time. Listen to me. You don't have to be pulled today. You don't have to be pulled today. All you got to do is take your care and give it to the one who cares for you. Cast that stuff off of you. Take the load off of you. Take the weight off of you. Take the pressure off of you. It's bad for your health. It's bad for your spirituality. It's bad for your Christianity. It'll block your view. It'll cause you to recognize and focus on everything wrong around you instead of focusing on the things that is right inside of you. You got to trust God to do that, though. You got to trust him. And I stopped by today to tell you that God is going to take care of all of our cares if we only turn them over to the Lord. Now, somebody today needs to be a Christian. Somebody say, how do I do it? Here's how you do it. You come by hearing the word, believing the same, repenting of sins, confessing Christ, putting them on in baptism. I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that he was buried. I believe he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. If you believe that today, you are a candidate to be baptized into water for the remission of all your sins, and the Lord will place you in his church. Your job is to just continue to cast your cares because just because you are in the Lord don't mean that your issues are going to stop. Sometimes your issues increase when you start doing what's right. Sometimes your problems come on you harder when you start doing what's right. The devil didn't mess with you as long as you were doing wrong. He let you do whatever, but when you made up your mind to do the right thing, Maybe you need prayers today. Here's your opportunity. Here's your chance. As together we stand and sing the invitation song. Why don't you come? Why don't you come? Mm. Okay.